Alrighty, welcome back, friends. We're happy to have you here on this beautiful June 26th. And uh, joining us now is a dear friend. He always brings such great joy and great wisdom and insight to our programs from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Co. Deacon, welcome. How are you? Well, thank you so much for that beautiful welcome and introduction. I appreciate it. Jim and Cheryl, how are you today? We're we, fine. We're in a good place. How about you? <laughs> Good place also, thank you. Good, good. And another beautiful day God gives us. The weather's just been glorious. Yes, yes, yes. We are so fortunate. As a matter of fact, I know we're fortunate with the weather. I think we're we're probably all fortunate that we're able to get back into our churches a little bit if we're so inclined to do so. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're starting to be able to uh, to get close to our Lord again mm-hmm. uh, in the sacraments. So lots of good things are happening. That's right. And I will tell you, from uh, I'm a parish musician, so from my vantage point, I can look out upon the congregation, uh, not directly eye to eye, a little bit of a profile, but when mm-hmm. people were— receiving the Holy Eucharist after being three months away. I I was going to say weeks, but it was really three months away. There were so many tears, so many tears of joy. You know what? That is absolutely true. Now, as, as a musician, if I could just ask a question, sure. do, do you find anything different about what you're able to do in church? Are there some restrictions that you have that, uh, that you have to keep in mind? Definitely, yes. Um, well, they are discouraging any congregational singing. Uh, as you know, the, the singing projects our aerosol breath or, you know, all those little <laughs> particles even farther when you're projecting. So they thought, minimize the music, that it's more meditative. And on the other side of that coin is um, these people are so happy to be back in church. Don't they just want to keep it simple and wallow in the joy of I am here and meditate on every little word and action the priest has and going to communion. I think why interfere and interrupt their just simple joy to be there? I thought give them time to realize where they are again without saying, okay, now we're all going to sing and doing all the verses of everything. So we cut way, way back. There's one verse of an entrance hymn, one verse of a closing hymn, and everything else is just soft, instrumental, so they can just pray and meditate and look around and be happy. That is absolutely beautiful, and I have to tell you, uh, my my parish must have been way ahead of its time, because it was about 10 years ago they asked me not to sing in church, because <laughs> oh. my voice is so terrible. <laughs> oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> they didn't have to wait for the pandemic for me. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy, so you set the bar on that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. That was such beautiful what you said, and I just had to kill it with a... Uh, yeah. with a no, 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 it's all, it's all, in, it's all good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I, I have a message I'd like to share today with sure. everyone, if I can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, and even, though, even though my topics are senior spirituality-related... Uh, this this is really for everyone, as I think most of my topics are. But this is really for everyone, you know. So so we're still in the midst, and even though things are getting better, we're still in the midst of this coronavirus, and and and, and you know we we have so many restrictions on us. And and I think I mentioned last time I was there, we have people talking about the new normal and being concerned with what that new normal is. So what what I want to do is just maybe talk about how we can rise up out of the weeds just a little bit. 
lift ourselves up from the minutiae surrounding us, re- relating to you know, what we think things are going to be, and maybe take a 50,000-foot view and focus once again on Christ's message to us. So, so to get there, let, let me kind of share some good news and bad news. So the good news is we know we're starting to emerge a little bit from, this, from the restrictions. Uh, things do look a bit different. Stores are reopening, but there's distancing guidelines. Hair salons, nail salons, restaurants, we have outdoor seating. People have had to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, mass is resuming, as we mentioned. And we're, we're used to now seeing taped-off pews, and we're wearing masks, and we're receiving communion at the end of mass. Mm-hmm. Things are different, yes, but those are minor inconveniences when compared to the great joy that comes from once again receiving, and as you said, being able to see uh, Cheryl, the faces of people as they were receiving such joy. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see that things are changing, and even though they're a little bit different than what we're used to. So things are encouraging, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also some bad news. There are some new concerns that we need to face. People who are on the fence regarding their faith are they going to come back? People who are on fire with love for others, has their fire kind of burned out? People who were already angry with the Church, are they going to come back? So our isolation over the past few months, and we know that isolation is going to continue for a while, has distanced many of us from each other, has distanced us from the people who need the Word of God in their lives. So our ability to do things for others has been restricted. And I think that unless we refocus our efforts on outreach, helping to share our faith and so on, we will have, I'll say unintentionally, abandoned those people who the Lord is asking us to help. Now, during the past week, I happened across one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's in the letter of James, chapter 1, verse 22, and it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Those nine little words provide a kick in the pants for me, mm-hmm. and I think that it could provide a kick in the pants for everyone, because those words are a call to action. And it dawned on me that what we need right now more than ever is a call to action. Um, I, I had read that passage many, many times. Uh, be doers of the Word and not hearers only. But they didn't take a hold in my life until a few years years ago when Bishop Dennis Sullivan, our bishop in the Dean Diocese, great pastor, great leader, gave the deacons a book. And the book was written by Timothy Cardinal Dolan. And the title of the book is Doers of the Word, Putting Your Faith into Practice. And I, I didn't have to open the book to read it. Just a cover. Whenever I see the cover, it says everything to me. Doers of the Word, putting your faith into practice. The the book just contains simple essays, uh, emphasis on trying to discern God's presence and God's direction to what He's calling us to follow. And that book continues to remind me that I am being asked to be a doer and not just a listener. So listeners, where is God calling you to go? What is he calling you to do? And who is God calling you to be? And that's what that passage says to me. And when I think about being a doer, it kind of takes, and and, and the time that we're in right now, it kind of takes me to a second part of a message, which is that 
we can't be content sharing our faith with another person just one time and hoping that will sink in. If we're going to be doers of the Word, we have to repeat our words and our actions over and over and over again, that they will sink in and they will take hold. I heard this great little story recently, which I'll share with you because I love stories. Um, and it's a story about a newly ordained priest. He was assigned to a parish. On his first Sunday, he preached this unbelievably powerful sermon. The people were so excited, they praised and complimented the bishop with letters and phone calls, thanking him for assigning this new priest to their parish. His second Sunday comes, and the people are excited. They can't wait to hear his words. And what does he do? He comes to the ambo, and to their surprise, he preaches the exact homily as he did the previous week. So the people were a little bit disappointed. They thought maybe it was his newness, maybe he was a little bit nervous. His third and fourth Sundays come, and it turns out he does the same thing. He preaches exactly the same homily. So now the people are frustrated. So a group of parishioners, they ask for a meeting with the pastor. So in their meeting, they confront this young priest. And they say, Father, listen, we know that you're new, and we know that you may be a little bit nervous, but do you know that you've preached the same message at every Mass for the past four weeks? young priest had a smile on his face, and he said to them, I know I've been preaching the same message. Here's my question for you. Have you put it into practice yet? (laughs) Right? (laughs) The the parishioners were stunned, but the young priest made a point. His goal was to make them doers of the Word and not just hearers. He understood that to listen to the gospel message and not practice it, is a failure to improve yourself. And I know that story is a stretch, but there's something to be said for focusing our efforts on a message over and over again. And it's something that we need to do. I think it's something we need to do in these times right now. And Jim, I know you come from a business background, and so do I. Um, I have a tendency to look at things through a business lens. And in, in my secular career, when I was training leaders in the business world, I would ask them to memorize a simple phrase. I would ask them to memorize this. I'd say, inspect what you expect. In other words, if something is really important to you, then you have to treat it like it's important. In the business world, if sales reps were expected to achieve their sales goals and number of new accounts, specific number of meetings, that had to become part of their conversation. Mm-hmm. So when I would meet with them, yes, there would be small talk, um, but right after the small talk, it would be, so tell me, how many new accounts did you open? Mm-hmm. How many people did you see? What were your sales for that day? It wasn't long before they understood that these things were important, because I would not let a conversation go by without talking about them. Now, some people understood that very, very quickly, caught on it was important, and did those things. Other people avoided me like the plague. Because <laughs> you can imagine, they didn't want to have those questions constantly. Right. But the point of it is that we need to take our message to others. How do we bring our spirituality into the other people's lives? Mm-hmm. How, if, if we want our families to understand how important God is in our lives, what are we doing? 
Are we saying grace before meals? Mm-hmm. Are we uh, with our children and grandchildren? Are we showing them what the relationship looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, are we praying the rosary together as a family? Are we doing the things to help them to understand how important it is and it's time to lead others to Christ? So I guess my, my, my message that, that I really want to share more than anything else is that we could come, we, because of the restrictions that we've been under, it might be very, very easy to forget where the Lord is leading us. And the Lord, us, Lord is leading us to be doers. We need to be doers. We need to take that message out. And in order to do that, we need to take that message out over and over and over again in every conversation, in everything that we say, and everything that we do. And then we will be doing God's work. We'll be leading others to Christ. We'll be showing them the joy that comes from a Christ-centered life. And that's what I'd like to kind of, you know, leave, leave my message with folks today. That's beautiful. Thank you, Deacon. That is a great message. And, you know, as, you, as you're talking and I'm listening and I'm thinking about all of what you're saying and how all of a sudden we're finding ourselves needing to kind of find new ways to do that because there are some restrictions. There are not, there's not as much freedom of interaction or conversation necessarily. Uh, so we have to discover new ways. We can't just allow ourselves to be shut in and leave ourselves behind behind shutters and, and behind closed doors, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's not what the Absolutely. Lord wants. He wants us out in the world. And so uh, finding new ways to do that is, is a great opportunity. There's, if I have time for just one quote I'd like to share. Sure, please do. There, there, Pope Benedict said something I thought was very, very enlightening. He said, being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea. He said, being a Christian is an encounter with an event, a person which gives life to new horizon and decisive direction. Mm. The question becomes, how do we become that encounter for other people? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that our actions are allowing other people to encounter Christ in such a special way that they walk away saying, I know where I'm being called. I know what Lord's calling me to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just a message. It just needs to resound with all of us because we've been so restricted for this period of time. It makes me think of a, a lady friend that I have. Um, she was in my choir years back, and she would say she would rise in the morning. She would thank God for another day, and she would pray that he put someone in her path that she could share the good news with. And she, that, that was very simple. Thank, you know, that was it. Just pray that God g- give me the opportunity. Every day we have a chance for another opportunity. And just pray for God to lead you to a place or a person comes past you and then the spark is ignited, you know. What, what, what a wonderful message. You are absolutely right. And that's what, it's simply what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being, and, and be, being open, and on, open and honest enough that when, when that person does pay, go through our path, that we are just ready to share with them mm-hmm. through our words and through our actions that we can lead that person to Christ. I love it. Right. Amen. Right. All right. Well, Deacon Anthony Seo, we thank you so much, as always, for being a part of our domestic church media family, for being with us today. Uh, during these uh, very challenging times, and your your words are beautiful and very inspiring, and we hope that we'll uh, be talking with you again real soon. Thank you so, so much. It's always great talking with you and listeners, and God bless you so much for you and for your ministry. Thank God you, bless Deacon. you, too. We look forward to the time you can come, and we'll have that hug. 
I can't wait. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. All and right. I promise I won't sing. Ah, there you go. All right. God Although, bless you, dude. I'm kind of curious about the yeah, singing Yeah, we have the now. karaoke set up here. We'll put you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deacon. Have a great day. Stay well. Okay, bye Take care. Bye-bye now. God bless bye. you.